Good evening, family. How's everybody doing today? Another lovely day here in Kentucky. We have a nice little warm front. It got up to 47 today. It's awesome. It's going to be 32 tonight, which it's, it's amazing when you have 17 the night before 
and then you deal today and it's like only 32 how how wonderful it feels outside at nighttime <laughs> yeah it's the little things but i do enjoy the cold and i hope that we get that snow here soon we've got our what is it the holiday hoopla coming up here soon as well um i think that's next friday saturday and i'm looking forward to that because i get to go ice skating and i miss that mm -hmm. yeah that's gonna be exciting that's a whole weekend Lalo Palooza. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Skating Palooza for no, him. No hockey sticks, though, I'd imagine. So, well, fan man, at least to put the skates on. But uh, this is going to be a great show, guys. We're going to go ahead and get to it. We got our guest tonight, um, do sprinklers on. He'll be with us here in just a moment. This is Kilted Christian, episode 495 tonight with our special guest, do sprinklers. We're going to have a great conversation after just a little bit of news, but only a little bit. Let's get to it. We are many nations around the world, comprised of many cultures but we stand together in a battle between good and evil. We're the seekers of wisdom, the bringers of truth, the hands of heaven, and the voices of reason. As the world tries to divide us by our differences, we only grow stronger as we are bound together as the children of God. All right, so as you guys know, um, t you know, tomorrow night we're going to have MSM Liars on if we don't have crazy solar flares and lose electricity and uh, internet. Ha, 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 ha. And then uh, Friday night, remember, it is our Kilted Christmas giveaway, which we'll be doing. Um, we're going to have some guests on. We haven't heard quite back from Dustin Nemos yet. I know he's been on the road with his family, so hopefully he'll be able to join us. Um, if Jeff fills up into it, he'll be here as well. Douglas will be on with us as well. And then Douglas and I will be doing um, our our bi-weekly Chasing Squirrels show next week, probably on Tuesday, because we have uh, guests coming on Monday and we have guests coming on wednesday so we'll be chasing squirrels on tuesday it's going to be awesome um we're getting more people that are uh handing over a little bit of some um gift donations that we're going to be giving away so we're getting uh, mm -hmm. more and more questions we're going to be asking on friday and today um thank you to uh dave um footloose he was going to be um donating a leather covered founders bible as one as our giveaway gifts and that is pretty darn amazing so uh you know, I'm gonna t I'm gonna tell you what I told Jay Wu earlier. There is a cheat sheet, so if you guys want to know the answer to the question, the cheat sheet starts in Genesis and ends in Revelation. So uh, <laughs> there you go. There's your cheat sheet. Yeah, there you go. But um, it's gonna be great. I'm really excited. Like I said, this is one of those annual events that I look forward to. Um, it's a way that you know we all love our Q and As. We I love doing them. I know you guys love being part of the answering the Q and A. But I also uh, we've grown to love this event, which has kind of become a tradition here. Um, this is our third one here at Kilted Christian, and we did a couple while we were on Patriot Transition Voice, which is our annual holiday giveaway. Just a way for us to show our love to you and thank you so much for all that you do and for spending your evenings here with this. And it's just one of those times that we are able to give back to you guys. And we're just very thankful for all of you very, very much. We love you much. Um, so for those of you that uh, only get an opportunity to listen to the post show, um, sadly, you won't be able to be part of this. So maybe you can find just a little bit of time between 1030 Eastern time and midnight Eastern time on Friday to come join us for that little um, holiday event of the Kilted Christian Christmas giveaway. Q&A. Did I get that right? It's yes. a little tongue twister. But anyways. Yeah, that'd be a great night. That's enough said here. Livin, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. It was uh, pretty sunny today and it was pretty nice out. So it was enjoyable weekend. I mean, week the time to go over to Walmart <laughs> 
and hang out with mom. So we yeah. had a good time chasing some stuff down. Yeah, I went out trying to uh, seal the greenhouse. We've been trying to get around yeah. to that, but it was so cold, nothing would come out of the tube. So I'll be no. <laughs> doing that tomorrow, sitting in and clearing out it's the shed It's not Texas or Arizona, let me tell you. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. And look at that. It's Heaven's birthday. So oh, Heaven, a, yeah. A very happy birthday to Heaven. Heaven, Um, how many years? How old is Heaven? 3,000 years? How long has heaven been around? I don't know. We've been around here for about over 2,000 years. So <laughs> so a very, very, just all kidding aside, very happy birthday to you. Um, I guess so heaven's birthday is in November and Jesus's birthday is in December. That's a, that's a tough act right there. <laughs> so we're going to go ahead and say hello to our guest tonight. Deuce Sprinklers, how are you doing today, brother? Doing great, brother. How are you doing? I'm doing, I'm doing phenomenal, man. I'm blessed to have you on. Um, you're looking great. Um, thanks. Love the little conversations and stuff that we get, you know, every now and then. And then, um, you know, we, we were talking about you're at some point going to be getting up a podcast, um, doing your own little thing. And we're going to kind of sit down and go over all the ins and the outs. You got the computer now to get that up and going. So this is pretty awesome. Um, but one thing that I, I do want to talk about real quick, and before we get into the news, um, and it's important. There's one thing that you had brought up is that, you know, when you're ministering, you know, we, we want to go out and minister to the world. But you said, you know, where does ministering begin? It begins in your own home. Um, it begins mm -hmm. with your family and your children. And, and sometimes, and, and it's not a bad thing, but sometimes the hardest ministering that you can do is in your own home. Amen. You know, I, I'm living it, bro. You, know, you are, man. But, you know, but you're hanging in there. And, you know, we, we discussed. Too, oh, yeah. And, and you that's one thing I love about you is that, you know, you're, you're a good Christian, but you're a very honest Christian, too. So, you know, when you make a mistake, you're the first one to admit it. Um, and, and one thing that you and I have a lot in common here is is patience. We have to to fight this this human side of impatience, you know, and it's like when we minister to our children, when we minister to our families, we want to see instant you know, instant things manifesting, you know what I'm saying? Like we want to minister and then, and notice that they're on their knees praying to God right then and there, but it doesn't always happen. And sometimes we have to just understand that the seed's been planted and not walk away, but, but have that little patience knowing that eventually in God's time, that seed's going to grow. Yeah. And that does, it, it does uh, put a lot of responsibility on you. I think that we need to own it though, because if you just say, oh, you know, it, it's hard and I'm battling it and no oh, God, God, there's a point where the rubber meets the road. And like you say, we're impatient. We want to see instant results. We don't always see it that way, but you got to just keep doing the next right thing and you got to keep doing it. It's, it's I don't worry about the day that Jesus comes. I know that I'm just going to keep working for Jesus every day. And yeah, it's all we can. I'm do. not going to. And it's the same with saving my, you know, the, the souls of my children. You know, I don't. I don't know if I'm going to see that, you know, I, I, there's no promise that I'm going to see it. You know what I mean? The, the Bible really doesn't promise that you're going to see that happen, maybe in your home, maybe, it, but it does, there's promises that you and your household will be safe. But I'm just saying like, there's no promise you're going to see the instant result that you imagine. And that's um, the thing is that, you know, we, it's just like with prayer, you know, when we pray to God for something, we expect it sometimes to be like a magic genie, just granting what we ask for, but it comes in mysterious packages and, and God gives you not what you ask for necessarily, but he gives you the opportunity to earn what you ask for. And, and it does, it takes, you know, and I'm, and just in, in case you're not looking at chat, you know, there's a lot of people in here that are, you know, saying very similar things. Lens, I'm right there with you. I think it was Lens that said that too, mm -hmm. um, you know, with husbands. 
and you know same thing with my father my father's coming around now um, my twin sister who i love dearly um you know it took a while for her to come around to knowing that i'm not crazy you know with all the the crazy stuff i've been talking about that's happening in the world and now it's the next step you know because i know she you know it, it's like this you know she believes in god and i believe that 100 percent. she believes in christ i have no doubt about that but there's a point we've got to work at it and you know and even like me there was a point where what was happening in the world politically and stuff came first and then god was in the mix but now i realize that first and foremost this is a battle between good and bad and god comes first that's the most important part if you because there's not much we can do necessarily about what's happening in the world we can be we can open our voices we can tell people the truth we can spread the truth um everywhere that we possibly can in any form that we possibly can um but there's no point in even doing anything on this earth unless you've got god in your heart because god's going to be the one that ultimately fixes this through us and it's kind of like um it's kind of like taking on a big task do you want to jump straight into the task not knowing what you're doing or do you want to go to a youtube and watch like four or five videos before you jump into that task you want to be prepared for what you're doing yes. so so walking into a political and a worldwide battle without god um is basically like going into it without studying what you're going to do first the moment you've got god in your heart and in your life those tasks that you are working on are easier because God is telling you how to do it, the proper way to do it, the best way to do it, rather than me going, I'm pulling the sword and throwing the rocks. You know, fortunately, That's God has kept me from doing that so far. So that's right. That's right. You do have to get your heart prepared and all that stuff and enter with a spirit of love. When and I'm a hardliner, dude. It's hard for me to I guess I not I love people, but I guess to express that in a way that they can feel and understand. Uh, especially my family, because I am kind of hard, you know, I guess. But uh, and love is the key, you know. I mean, we have to enter that with the spirit of love or else we have not God. Exactly. Because um, God is love. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, there is a time for hardline, and I usually go right to it. Um, so I got to learn not to do that as much and and uh, get into the spirit of prayer and and that kind of thing and, and ask God for guidance. So uh i can show my family love because until they see love they won't see the gospel you know what i mean they they need to see me exercise love and live love yeah they need to be able to feel safe around me you know that that's a a, a pleasant and a safe place to be with dad that he can show me love and and affection and and forgiveness um when i do wrong you know and so I try to do that and I'm I'm working on it, man. But it is that you have to, I know how to get ready for work. Like I know how to do landscaping. I'm a landscaper. I know how to get my gear on that is suited for the job. When I put, like I feel crappy the, the day I wake up and I don't, my job can be hard. And some days I don't want to do it. But as soon as I put my boots on, something happens. And I, and, and it's a strange, and I've always told my wife this, I'll, I'll feel like I can't do it until I put my boots on then all of a sudden i feel like okay i know what i gotta do and now i got the stuff to do it and that's maybe just one of the things that i needed that day but when i put those boots on i'm in motion of going there i'm getting my armor so to speak tammy on. beat you to it tammy said armored up yeah so you get yep that's perfect so yeah i'm putting my armor on for the day and that's what i'm like without the breastplate that if you have no righteousness and you have no love 
you can't show righteousness without love. No. So you need his breastplate as part of your armor. You know, you can't go in there and say, I believe in you, God, and shield of faith, and I'm saved. I got a helmet. And you, you're, I'm trying to, you know, tread in, you know, paths of righteousness and truth and all this stuff. But, dude, you got to be righteous. You can't just blow off the handle and start sinning and being that evil clown that I told you about earlier, bro. <laughs> you know because yeah. you're that's not the image that god wants you to represent exactly right? so it's gonna throw even the, and i'm not perfect none of us are so i go into this knowing that okay i'm thankful that god gives me another shot at this amen and, I'm, and see shot. that's what keeps me working on my patience is just the understanding of how god was patient with me look if i had to deal with me okay if i was the one ministering to me you know 30 years ago um i'd have given up on me you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but, but but our father did not give up on us, you know, and, and praise God for, for loving us um, that much in order to do so. So let me, let me ask you a question. So, you know, patience in, in general, there's a lot of things that I get real impatient about, you know, cause I'm just like, I want to see results. I want to see this and that when I, I want to see the change in people immediately. Now, if I could, okay. When I go to work, um, I'm just going to use broadcasting and directing as an example. And it, I work a job that a lot happens real quick and for some reason i am as and you guys have seen me at the events i'm as calm as can be and i am so patient like no matter what falls on me i'm just as calm as can possibly be now if i could carry that into mm -hmm. life life would be so much easier but for some i don't know what it is about um doing that job that allows me to be calm in a very stressful situation and I got to figure out how to carry that over into my real life. And if I could get that into my real life and be patient, and I'm not like, like impatient, like a jerk, you know what I'm saying? I'm just, you know, mm -hmm. like a kid, you know, like, okay, let's get to the birthday party, you know, that kind of thing. Um, mm -hmm. you know, so it's, it's a work in progress, but we're all a work in progress. And that's one thing too, is that, um, true Christians will admit their faults. True Christians will talk about the things that you struggle with because other people are struggling with it, or they've already overcome that struggle and can help you with it. Um, it's the indignant Christian sometimes that that was one of the reasons it took me a while to come over to calling myself a follower of Christ. It wasn't, you know, God, it wasn't Christ. It was the Christians because there's many of them out there. You know, I think some people call them holier than thou, the ones that, that won't admit that their problems, the won't, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, I'm one of the first people to admit, you know, like I needed a humbling back in the day and God brought that into my life. You know, um, he gives me reasons to work on my patience and so forth. Um, and every Christian should be like that. So, you know, I am more comfortable talking to the, the true Christians, the ones that'll be like, look, you know, like Jeff, Jeff's a great example. Like when, mm -hmm. when we see Jeff and we talk about Jeff, we don't see wrong, you know what I'm saying? Because Jeff is such a, a righteous person. I, I just... You know, if there's anyone in this world that I would say is saint-like, it would be Jeff and Jennifer Renee, okay? Um, yeah. They're two, yeah. like, very just spiritual, loving, you know, just you can see their soul almost. But both of yeah. them will be the first people to tell you what they have wrong in their life and what they have to work on, which makes me feel comfortable and respect them even more as Christians and willing, more willing to listen to what they have to say. How, how I agree with both. Beautiful, humble, real people, and I'm happy to know both of them. I know Jennifer now after Bart's Fest in Yuba, and uh, just from talking to Jeff, you know, here and there on your show, chatting with him mostly, but I think I know his heart, and uh, 
And I, I really appreciate Jeff a lot, man. I oh, miss yeah. him a lot, man, right now. And uh, praying for him a lot, Jeff. If you're listening, man, we we pray for you daily. Man. He listens. He listens to post shows. When and he, his when wife, he, too. yeah, he listens to yeah. it while he's getting stuff done around the house, and and hopefully he'll be on here with this on uh, Friday. Oh, cool! And That's then, awesome. um, and then episode. Uh, what when did we say episode 500 was? Was it on, on Tuesday, Tuesday or Wednesday? I, I think it was Tuesday. On Tuesday, so we'll be chasing squirrels in our 500th episode. Oh gosh. No, but that's so true. Uh, you have to start at your home first. And I, man, I tell you, I get all kinds of dreams, man. I, I, God gives me visions and tells me to do stuff every now and then. I feel like I get, you know, words from God and I get so excited and I just go, yeah, let's do this, you know? And, <laughs> and I'm like, I got all these ideas that go with that. And Hey, I got stuff that you could really use, God. Hey, I got all this stuff that goes right in line with what you just asked me to do. How about we do it like this? And then God's like, well, hey, hey. I just told you to do one thing, dude. Can you just do the one thing? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Before well, you yeah. just plan everything that goes with it, you know, can you just do the one thing I told you to do and then come back to me and we'll see what's next. <laughs> I you think know, or, many of us are the same way. Me, slow down, cowboy. It's you like, know, you know, your rodeo. it's like walking to the shallow end, guys. Don't jump into the deep end. <laughs> you know, there's well, plenty of time to get to the other side that, of the I pool. Think. That's true. I think there is time for dumping in the deep end, too. Oh, uh, there is. I think. There's and that's coming there that we uh, that's yeah, coming there, but the thing is that is that god doesn't want us to exhaust ourselves before yeah. we get to the battle either yeah true exactly well yeah, i'm kind of exactly. exhausted it's been yeah. six years <laughs> sorry oh, no. it's been it was a bad choice of words i think we're all a little <laughs> yeah. exhausted this isn't just like for us just starting yesterday we've been doing this for what six years now right yeah 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 we've been, yeah. In, it. We've been yeah. in this it can game be exhausting. very it, much so yeah matt and heavy matt maddie and heavy says that it's easy to get ahead of ourselves or ahead of what God asks us to do. And, and that's, that's very yeah. true. But that's the thing though, is it, um, you know, you remember, um, growing up, you know, when you were a kid, the excitement, um, you know, like a week before Christmas, two days before Christmas, Christmas Eve, and then how hard it was to sleep that night when you were going to get up and go spend time with the family, have a great meal, open up the gifts. You know what I'm saying? Like, remember how excited you were as a kid? Yes. See this, <laughs> is how we get now with our relationship with God. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? We get yeah. that kind of excitement, like a little giddy kid that can't sleep. We're like, oh, I get to do work for God. And and that's the thing is that we go all in and God's like, whoa, whoa. Yeah. You got to, we have to write the I before you put the dot over the top of it. One step at a time, guys, one step at a time. Yeah. And that fits right in with what I want to talk to you about tonight too. So that's good that we're prepping it good. For exactly. Look at that segue. Well, we're going to get into a very, well, you don't have to segue, but I'm just saying that well, fits. We're going to sure. get into a little quick news and then we'll get into this conversation. So, um, so first off, uh, guys, there's a lot going on right now. Um, I know, you know, we, we sit back and we're like, yeah, there's a lot of talk. And I say this every night waiting for action, but there's still a lot of things going on right now. Subpoenas are going out to the Biden family. Investigations are going on. Um, there is right now they're they're the Republicans are making a call literally, and this is bigger than I thought for the Epstein flight logs yes. and all this other mm -hmm. information. And then um yesterday, um I found this out, but I didn't say anything on the show because I wanted to verify it first. Mm -hmm. So it was verified today. This is great. The FBI, and this came from Matt Couch. This is why I, I'm like, okay, cool, this is verified because Matt Couch is one of the very open loudest um speakers for seth rich and if you guys don't know seth rich 
He worked for the Democrat Party. He was the one that loaded all that information and emails up onto his drive, sent it off to WikiLeaks. It was released by Julian Assange and WikiLeaks, and that was what the whole Russia, Russia, Russia thing turned into. They were more interested in convincing the world that Russia was the one responsible for leaking it as compared to what was actually in that information. So that being said, the FBI ordered by a judge to disclose information on Seth Rich's personal laptop, his work laptop, his DVD, and the tape drive within 14 days of the 28th of November, 2023. So in 13 days from now, um, this information has to be released. They were going to hold it back for 66 years, and they were like, no, this is absurd. We can't have this. So this is how big this is. This stuff talked about the cabal. This talked about the deep state. It talked about Podesta, Hillary Clinton, the Clintons, the Obamas, and all of their corruption. They had emails that were going back and forth talking about the corruption as well as Joe Biden's corruption, talking about the child sacrifices, the spirit cooking, um, even a search or apparently the, the finding of the body of Gilgamesh. Like um, all of this stuff was mentioned in this. This is a big deal. And it almost goes back to the original vampire. I always use that analogy. So what, what was the first thing when Trump became president? Um, basically what happened is they had already planned on cheating. Trump ended up winning that election is because he was more popular than they were prepared to cheat for. So they didn't, they weren't ready to cheat more in order to get Hillary in. So Trump ended up winning this. So they had no choice at that point, but to try to defame him and try to remove him as much as they could from office. So they immediately went after the WikiLeaks drop and started saying Russia, 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 um, Trump has ties to Russia. That's how it all began. That's why I call this the original vampire. So right now, this information is being ordered. So now people are going to find out about the death that occurred with Seth Rich, who was in the hospital that night to finish him off. The information that was in the laptop was legit, and it came from a legit source that wasn't a Republican, but in fact, it was a Democrat. Um, so ultimately, it's going back to the beginning and proving everything that all of this rabble rousing and chaos started. So this is, like I said, they're, they're going through and they're attacking the original vampire. So hopefully with exactly Matt and heavy future proves past. So hopefully at this point, um, people start waking up to the truth and start questioning all the other things that came after this. And this is the greatest thing. That's kind of what I thought they were going to be going through with the John F. Kennedy assassination but that stuff never ended up getting released and that date has already passed. So I don't know where this is going, but even Trump said that some of this stuff can't be released because it was too bad. And, and the question is, is what was too bad? I want to hear it all. If Israel is behind it, I want to hear it. If Ronald McDonald was the one responsible for killing JFK, I want to hear it. There, there's nothing that, that can be in anything. Look, if, if it was aliens from the planet, Something, something, you know, drawn Z. I want to hear about it. There's nothing in the world. If, if Satan was the one that ordered that kill and it was in those files, it needs to go public. There's absolutely nothing in the world, that, in my opinion, that is bad enough to hide from the public. I don't care if it involves the sacrificing of children or not. People need to understand what's going on in this world. You can't hide this stuff. Um, what are, What are your views on that, Do? Sorry, 
That's all right. <laughs> you muted I yourself. I got sidetracked. I, I had to go pee. <laughs> hey, that's okay. Last night, I forgot. Literally, right before I hit record on the show, I said, oh, I forgot to pee. <laughs> yeah, I just ran out to pee. I'm sorry. I missed uh, what you were talking about. Sorry. And I was just talking about, you know, basically what's happened in this world. Um, people should be honest. You know, there's nothing that should be hidden from the public. Um, Trump literally said oh. at one point that some of the stuff in there is too bad to be released to the public. Um, and in my opinion, I heard part of that. Yes. Yeah, I don't care how bad it was. It I used heard to that be part. Pe yeah, I don't care either. I, I agree with you that I heard that part where you said I don't care if it's UFOs or Satan or whatever. It is. I agree with that. I I, I, I want to know. Yeah, God's going to shine a light on it. it. It'll come out yeah. at some point. Um. You know, there's a reason that the rats are scrambling right now is because they know what's coming if Trump ends up becoming president of the United States. Uh, I still just not quite convinced that we're going to get to that election um, because, trust me, the closer we get and the more they know that they're behind, no matter who they put in Biden's place, it's going to get rough. And we need to prepare for this more than we ever have. We need to be ready for it. We need to keep praying to God. Um, but nonetheless, I don't see us getting to that election. I see... I see a nuclear war happening before we get to that. Trust me, the Democrats are not going to just allow this to happen. And the scariest time in our lives that we've ever seen or we ever will see will be the day that Trump becomes president until the day he's inaugurated. They will burn this ship to the ground. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah, it truly really will stop at nothing, I guess, right? Yeah. No, and, and this right here is just kind of a, a great example. So it says... Watch as Joe Biden tells these workers, he went to some uh, windmill plant or something today. Um, it says, watch as Joe Biden tells these workers, and quote, this is a quote, my Marine has a code to blow up the world, nuclear weapons. It should be illegal for this cognitively impaired man to be in charge of nuclear codes. Like, he said it, ha ha ha, as a joke, and that's like the least funny thing I've ever heard coming from a guy that we know for all I know, will wake up in the middle of his sleep, sleepwalking and, and hit this code. Man, I hope they didn't give him the codes. I still hope Trump has the suitcase. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I hope so, too. He'll be in better hands than Biden. That's for sure. Oh my God. I know, man, because if I die, I'm going to die in battle for God. Not like standing on the side going, ah, crap. There you go. He hit the button. Yeah, he, he hit the button. <laughs> oh, God. He probably hit it because he's not there. No. Um, so another thing, you know, uh, HR 1425. So Joe Biden must not sign America on the foreign treaties without the constitutionally required two thirds Senate vote. And right now he's talking about signing these things with world health organization, all these others, which are ultimately going to be taking away our rights and giving them the power. No one in this, like, okay, first off, the people of this country should be the ones that have the most power, um, other than God. Um, it goes, God, then the people of this country, and, and then whatever country you are a native of, um, by, and then, you know, the government, but by no means should anyone outside of our country have the power to dictate and decide what happens in our country. I put my foot down on a lot of things. This isn't even a put your foot down circumstance. It's an automatic, no, not going to happen. And I don't care. You can sign anything you want to in, you know, as a president and bring that power over to other countries, 
all I'm going to do is rebel. And there's not a damn thing that you can do about it. I will be open about it. And I won't even sit at my door waiting for it to, trouble to come to my door. I will go out and find the trouble at that point. No other country should dictate what happens in our country, period. Period. Um, Agreed. You know, like if you want to start making rules like, well, you can't hop on an airplane and go home to Scotland unless you do this, this, and this. Here's your answer. I won't go back home to Scotland. Done deal. Yeah. I will go find another beautiful place in Kentucky that reminds me of Scotland. I will go to my friend in South Dakota's house and visit their beautiful coos. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah. And if you guys haven't so you seen gotta, it, go to Kilted Christian on Telegram and check out those beautiful coos that I'm talking about. I'm in love yeah. with the fat one. <laughs> There's like a big fat red cow. And I just want to go uh, give it like, like hug. coo hugs. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I did post them in there from Dono. Thank you for sharing with us. They're really awesome. I love the stuff you guys send. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you know what's funny too is that in, I've, been, I've been talking about coos pretty much my whole life. Um, when I, I developed a really good friendship with a coup when I was living over in Caledonia in Scotland. Um, and then all of a sudden now, like they become like a niche, niche. they become popular. Yeah. So I'm starting to see like coups everywhere, like yeah. all over the place. It's like people, I mean, even our political people on Twitter are starting to put up pictures of coups. So it's like, I wondered if we started that. It all started, yeah. it started, it began <laughs> so. with the conversation when Conley was, was covering for me when yeah. I was uh, moving over here and I got on the show and the whole show ended up being about coup. our coup shop. <laughs> <laughs> they were going to open up with like, with coup milk coup ice cream and cougar and uh, <laughs> coup coffee. Coup coffee, exactly. <laughs> and then we had J. Coup. <laughs> yeah, now we got a J. Coup and a Maddie, Maddie Coup. Maddie Coup. <laughs> I think we started something. Yeah, coochies. DJ Charles. You definitely started something. Yeah. But not, not one day. But I'm, I'm not complaining. I'm not oh. one of those people that's like, I'm not one of those people that's like, oh man, I started that. Yeah, no, I'm no. just excited to see all the pictures of coos everywhere. I know. I love when people send us coos and, you know, we got some cool pictures from people too, which was really nice. We have them hanging in our house. Oh yeah. And that was yeah. one of the funnest, that, yeah. that, that chat that night was, was absolutely the, funny because right. everyone was putting like, in their last the, name was, yeah. Coo, their cattle <laughs> was coo, J. Coo, woo. <laughs> see, yeah, we love that. It, thank you, Duncan. You so cool. <laughs> I'll do the Scottish move for you. <laughs> it's not move. It's meh. <laughs> My daughter does the same thing. What's up with that? It's, that's how a coup talks. It goes meh. Do, do they seriously? No. It's, it's a it's a it's, it's a coup bro. It's how the it's how the, the Scottish cows do talk. Give them a Guinness. It's like meh. what do you mean? Give them a Guinness. They produce Guinness. Some cows produce milk. Coos produce Guinness. You're just like, oh my god, <laughs> how awesome oh, would that yeah, be? That, that would be awesome. But like, can I get a non-alcoholic coo? <laughs> we really went off topic there. Oh, geez, well, we gotta have fun. We gotta yeah. laugh. Yeah. So we'll get back on the topic. I just had to get off of that topic because I was getting all riled up with uh, other governments having to dictate what we can do and say. That one right there really gets me. Well, you talk about, see, that's one of those things. I will keep the sword in my sheath and go diplomatic until it comes to that. And then I'm like, okay, nope, nope, nope. The sword's out. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. um, so next, uh, we've got uh, global economic collapse is coming after the world's largest bank, um, UBS Bank of Switzerland, collapsed on Friday, November 24th. 
The world fiat currencies combined with the bond market to send the market crashing last week. Germany currently supports the euro. Um, so once it goes, um, the economy is going to slowly start crashing around the world. Like I said, keep your eyes on Europe and then you'll see what's going to happen right here in the United States of America. It's coming. Matter of fact, uh, a lot of people are real confident because the market continues to go up. I think we're over 3,500. 30, what is it? Thirty. Let me see what we're at right now so I can say it correctly. Um, the market, as we are looking at it right now, is 35,431. Pretty much the highest it's been. Um, it's continually to go up, but it's a pure manipulation. All they're doing right now is getting people confident and comfortable that we're okay. They're putting more money into it. They're keeping that thing risen. But one day you're going to wake up, boom, house markets are going down. Um, interest rates are going up. It's about to get nasty. So I just implore you guys, be prepared. It's coming. Um, next is, uh, let's see. So Biden really showed up at the CS wind um, and staged the Bidenomics in, uh, was all over the place. Their little Bidenomics logo and signs and stuff was all over the place. Um, Bidenomics is literally costing every American $11,000 more in expenses this year. Working class families are suffering the very, very most because there's a point where you can't dig yourself out of the hole. You know, there's a point where you're fortunate if you have enough money and you just you know, the worst thing is you don't have any money left over at the end of the month, but at least you still had your bills paid. But there's people that are having the credit like crazy right now in order to keep their families fed, alive, housed, getting to, to work, getting to school. And it's just going to get worse and worse and worse because that's the one thing they want to do is to keep us in debt. Um, Next, uh, and I'm going to say this again, this goes back to what I was saying earlier about no, the, no other government or this government for that matter should be telling us what they do, especially when they're acting like a bunch of tyrannical buttholes. The Declaration of Independence states it clearly, guys. It is our right, it is our duty to throw off such a government and to provide safeguards for our future security. It is written in our Declaration of Independence in black and white. It's been clear-coded and stamped where you can't erase it, and Pelosi can't rip up enough constitutions in order to make this disappear. This is our right. We have the right to do so, and we're getting closer and closer to the point where we need to act upon that. A, it needs to be civilly. It needs to be protesting um, in, a, in a good way. But if it comes down to it, we need to be ready to, to, to end this. Like I said, this is our right. God, our country didn't give us the property we live on. Our country didn't give us the nation we live in. God did. And God gives us the right to be able to protect those are his own and to remove evil from this world. He doesn't want us sitting on our hands watching it take place. Does he want us to go to the sword first? No. But I can promise you there's a time where that rock needs to come out and that sword needs to come out. And we need to be prepared for that. But it is our constitutional right to overthrow tyrannical government. Absolutely. Um, finally, and this is so there's the protesting we've been hearing about. They don't talk about it on the news anymore because it doesn't fit their agenda. Um, uh, MSM liar sent this to me earlier. Well, first off, Kissinger died today. That's one less deep stater that's in our world right now. One less cabal. Bye bye, gone. Um, but another thing that happened today is there was protesting going on in New York at the tree lighting ceremony. The same thing will be happening in Washington D.C. if they can get that tree to stand up right. Um, <laughs> they're going to be protesting there. This is the Palestine or the pro Hamas, pro Palestinian protesters. No. Make this make sense, okay? So just help me make this make sense. They are protesting 
the Israel, the Israelis today at a tree lighting ceremony. So, you know, nothing, nothing says, damn you Jewish people more than protesting a tree lighting ceremony on a holiday that they don't celebrate. All right. Am I far off? I mean, how weird is that? Do you can come back in, brother? I see you. Muted oh, I'm out. sorry. <laughs> I was flipping pages. I didn't want you to hear me, so I muted you. No, it's far off, bro. The whole world seems askew. <laughs> yeah, to say the least, huh? Yeah, um, their eyes are darkened, man. Yeah, and they don't see clearly. Is all I can figure. Yeah. Oh no, they are they're blinded as can possibly be. Yeah. And I'm going to play one more thing before we get into our conversation for tonight. But we all just need a laugh or or a slap in the head because you're probably going to go, are you kidding me? And I'm sure some of you have heard this before, but I'm going to play it for those of you who have not. This is, I played it for us earlier and we are all like, at first oh, we were like, this has got to be a joke. And then we realized it was not a joke. So this lady called into a radio station to complain about deer crossing signs. Listen to this. Oh, that's right. I got to go to TikTok in order to open this one up. So hang tight, guys. I'm going to TikTok right now to get this open. Um, yeah, but like I said, this is a, a head pounder. It's a head scratcher, and I can't believe that people are this stupid. Oh, yeah. I, I tried writing the newspaper and contacting uh, TV stations, but nobody seems to want to stay with this. So that's why I'm calling you guys. Okay, What's the, um, what's the issue? Well, <clears throat> over the past few years, I've been involved in three separate car accidents involving deer. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, with the population and everything. Um, each of these incidents, they've occurred shortly after I saw a deer crossing sign on the highway. <laughs> well, my frustration is that Minnesota and North Dakota Department of Transportation would allow these deer crossings to be in such high traffic areas. <laughs> I mean, I've even seen them on the interstate. Why are we mm -hmm. encouraging deer to cross at the interstate? <laughs> I don't get it. That's such a high traffic area. I mean, you, you know, I understand that deer are wild animals. And they need to travel across the streets occasionally to survive. And, you know, of course, to find food. But um, it seems to me that so irresponsible of us to allow these deer crossings to be in areas where these deer are so likely to be struck by oncoming traffic. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't you agree? Oh, um, so the deers can read. Yeah. Just, I mean, <laughs> you think they would put deer crossings maybe, you know, in, you know, smaller towns, maybe during a, like at a, at a school crossing. <laughs> That's, it would be a safer place for them to, to cross. Wait. You know, put the deer crossing sign. You know, deer crossings aren't telling deer that it's safe to cross there. It's just more of like an alert for drivers so they know it's like a high deer population. The government put the deer crossings there. They can direct the deer population anywhere they want to by moving that deer crossing sign. I mean, you know, why in the world would they place it on the highway or the interstate, you know? I mean, God, there are so many other places I can think of than putting the deer crossing signs on, on busy highways and Okay, I wish that was a joke, but even <laughs> even the uh, radio hosts were trying not to laugh, and finally they were like, uh, I'm pretty sure those aren't for the deer. I, I think they're for the drivers. So let them know that this is a high deer trafficking area. <laughs> yeah. And she was still, 
not getting it. She was like, well, yeah. you know, I think later on she goes, well, they can build bridges or something for the deer to cross <laughs> over the highways. They actually did that in Arizona. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. They well, do. It has a deer crossing and they built it to go. It's like a, a, a over ramp. Yeah, but there weren't signs going, hey, take the bridge. It was like gate, 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 gate here. There's no gate. Go, yeah. <laughs> No, that woman's a dipshit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> common Core. Didn't exactly. know deers could read. This is right. this is Common Core. This is what happens when you remove reading, writing, and arithmetic from your schools. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bad. Oh, I was, I was. That so, was funny. I was so hoping that that was a joke, and then I'm like, this this lady's serious. This, this lady's serious. I bet she thinks that men can be women and women can be men. <laughs> You know, so oh, so what have we learned today? We've learned that people are really stupid. Yeah, we've learned that um, it's not OK to be a little nine year old wearing war paint at a Chiefs game, but it to pretending to be an, a Native American. But it is OK <laughs> for a man to be convinced that he's a woman. OK. All right. Welcome to Earth. <laughs> see you know why i don't believe in aliens <laughs> I, I i don't believe in aliens well maybe i do maybe they just don't ever want i don't believe anyone's seen aliens here because they wouldn't stay here long enough they'd be like oh i've got to get out of this stupid place yeah <laughs> yep i'm out yeah you all jacked up i'm out <laughs> yep see ya see ya take me to your leader oh my gosh i feel sorry for yeah. you guys <laughs> Right. Is this what it's like, like on Earth? Would you like us to do you a favor and destroy your planet? <laughs> uh, they'd be like, "You're joking me, right? You're kidding." Exactly. You're, you're, you're trying to pawn off this guy. This is not your leader. Give me a break. Death Singh says it. They would fly on by, and you're right. They would just pew, see ya. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, God. All right. We're all coming to. Exactly. I don't know. Well, it's, apparently it's coming, coming to, to this. It's becoming yeah. to a lady literally convinced that deer can yeah. read. You know, but I'd still put money on the fact that those deer are probably smarter than a lot of the liberals <laughs> that we have to deal with right now. And some conservatives, too. I can't just put all the blame on the liberals. There's there's rhinos out there, man, that are just as dumb. Oh, jeez. All right. That's hilarious. So breathe out news is <laughs> over i don't want to do the deer science tomorrow what's that maddie's gonna move the deer science tomorrow oh, i remember when i lived on block island um i don't know if i told this story or not there was um it was a historical island this island's like one of the oldest places in the country 20 miles out um from rhode island it's called block island rhode island and there was a guy that lived towards the front what was considered the historical district and his yard was a mess you know, he was, he was basically like a good old boy living on the historic end of the island, you know, with like everything in his yard. Looked like he's always having a garage sale. Um, and he didn't want to clean it up. So the city was like, no, you got to clean this up. And the guy refused to. So they put him in jail. So, and then they went and cleaned up his yard while he was in jail. Then they let him out. He goes back to his home. All of his stuff's been cleaned up and it's gone. So he's like, I'm going to get revenge on this island. So what did he do? He released two male bunnies and two female bunnies oh, yeah, on an island with zero predators. <laughs> and by the next spring, there were bunnies everywhere. So um, one of the, the patrons, the patriarchs of the island came up to me and was like, look, I know you're an artist. Will you make me a rabbit cross, a couple of rabbit crossing signs? So I made these rabbit crossing signs and I put them up in a couple places. And on a little island where there's not much going on, this became like, the biggest deal ever and it was like articles written about it in the newspaper and uh it's the same thing is that 
you would have the tourists that would come to the island standing out by those signs waiting for the bunnies to come out assuming that they only came out where those bunny crossing signs were yeah. and uh <laughs> i would sit on my stoop um in the dark and and about you know two three in the morning when the bars would be letting out and it was the most entertaining thing in the world <laughs> is watching drunk people try to catch bunnies <laughs> <laughs> yeah that sounds like fun dude, actually never gonna That's happen another i'm like <laughs> you guys are paying all that money to go get to go get drunk on alcohol and have a good time and i'm just gonna sit here on my stoop and have the best time watching you idiots chase bunnies and fall down <laughs> it's a whole another version of people watching man uh -huh. oh man i i love people I, i'm like christmas time i'll sit on a bench in a mall and watch people all day airports i've got no problem sitting in an airport waiting for stuff because people are entertaining oh you're missing out living in california you could go to venice beach you could go to san francisco yeah yeah exactly <laughs> and then you might not like it actually yeah nice. it's a good point to be like i'm i'm depressed now <laughs> oh, yeah like, it might get you're gonna see all kinds of crazy sure. down at the beach or lynn's lynn says at walmart walmart <laughs> there you go yeah walmart there you go yeah <laughs> See, Walmart around here is great, though, because everybody's awesome. So, like, even the people that you would normally, like, laugh at, you know, walking around in their pajamas or something like that, they're just nice. So you're like, okay. <laughs> you know, I feel bad. I can't laugh at you. You're just nice. Jay Wu says the Buffets are fun. Buffets, I mean. Buffets. Oh, yeah. yeah. Buffet, the, buff the Buffets. <laughs> the Buffets. Yeah, no, the Buffets are fun. That's true. I mean, the beach is really a good place to do some people watch. <laughs> you see all kinds of stuff there. Hey, but did I say pray? No. I must have because my dog's in my lap. <laughs> oh, that's a beautiful dog, man. Oh, thank you. Oh, I haven't pop. seen your new dog. Yeah, this is the old this one. This is the old one. This is my nine-year-old, Solon. And, uh, oh, is it? Oh, okay. And he usually... That's he, not the new one. No, the, the, the puppy is... Um, We keep her in a repentance cage during the shows. Because she tries, repentance cage. She, she she runs around all over the place. Yeah, MSM liars know. Sawin is like Sawin is the dog that that people come over and are like, oh my gosh, I want a dog. And then Spirit's the dog that I let him see and be like, are you sure about that? <laughs> Not, and I'll just joke in the side. Getting better. Spirit's a whole lot better. She only spends time in her repentance cage like every three or four days unless we have to leave the house yes so sure. she's not repenting she's just uh we're just keeping her from having to repent Rip up. <laughs> right <laughs> repentance uh prevention cage and then, yeah and yeah. innocent liars true he says Don't she gets bad. used to me after a few hours you should Look, see what happens nathan, to nathan. lives here <laughs> Moonwolf lives here and every day is like a new experience with that dog he comes in the house and she's like whoa, whoa, whoa. she just goes after him big time and then she goes up to him to ask him to the, take her potty <laughs> no, no, and then the literally the moment that he sits down yeah. she's his best friend yeah but so like as funny. long as he's standing up on his toothpiece she's like who are you who are you who are you that's what i imagine that's, she's what she's saying yeah so well, let's get on with our conversation we we i've, I've enjoyed the chatting and, and the camaraderie but um i'm gonna let you kind of take it off and i've got a couple of scriptures up here um that you have me line up so that i can read them when you get to that point um so go ahead and, and first if you want to just kind of introduce what what you want to talk about this evening well what we're talking about this evening is christian's secret weapon now, did you guys know you had a secret weapon as a Christian? Well, 
Some people do. Maybe they don't know they've been using it. But there is a secret weapon. It's called praying. Yes. <laughs> and there's a, a way of praying that we there's been called, I guess it's a theological term. I, I, I don't really enjoy theological terms a lot of times. But sometimes you need them to, to make things make sense, you know, to make a thought or an ideology or whatever kind of come to a head, right? That's why we made the word Trinity, right? Because Trinity is never in the Bible, but it's a it's an eschatological term that we use that makes us understand yeah. that there's a one triune God that, you know, has three different personalities, so to speak. So we call it the Trinity, right? So what I'm talking about tonight is imprecatory prayers or biblical imprecations, imprecations, I I have a hard time saying that. Like like I said, me and superfluous, certain words don't roll off the tongue. (laughs) But now, so if people haven't heard about imprecatory prayers or biblical imprecations, um, what that means is like a curse, basically. So an imprecation would be, if you looked it up on Wikipedia, it would tell you that it means curse, okay? And so... There has been some people that don't want to go there, right? So they they just think, oh, that just sounds wrong. Christians don't pray like this. We don't put curses on people. Well, no, we don't. You're right. But we do pray imprecatory. Um, and there's plenty of examples of how this is done, right? So, but even C.S. Lewis didn't like, impre- uh, he didn't like the Psalms. And the Psalms, most of the Psalms are imprecatory prayers. Okay, so if you look in, if you've read the Psalms, you've read imprecatory prayers. Um, and I'm going to drop a couple in the chat um, of ones that I've written that I get up out of the Bible that I could customize to pray against what I believe are the enemies of God that I'm dealing with here in my state. Um, and so I'll, I'll drop those in the chat as I'm going along. So, uh, but anyway, C.S. Lewis basically said that the Psalms were a bunch of crybaby stuff. And that uh, he had some problems with that. And I don't know what you think about C.S. Lewis. I like what he does, but he didn't get this part right about imprecatory. He was calling himself righteous utterances. And he just basically that thought they were expressions of neurosis, you know, like. And if we uh, if we're going to, you know, have a nervous breakdown like the psalmist did, then we're, you know, we're doing it wrong. But I don't see that the psalmist was having a nervous breakdown. I see that he struggled with God the same way I did and was as going, hey, God, you know, I know your promises. Why are why aren't you vindicating the righteous and doing what you say you're going to do and punish the wicked? You know, and uh, that's a lot of what's going on in the Psalms. So I think that uh, sometimes we can take these prayers when we really want to throw rocks and stones and we really want to take stuff on our own. And uh, some of these Psalms will uh, satisfy that to really where you're going to put that into God's hands, right? Because uh, we don't get to touch these guys. A lot of these guys that are enemies of God that we face, we'll never get close enough to to them to have any vengeance anyway. No. So we have to leave that up to God, right? And uh, God promises that he will do these things. He will take care of wickedness. He will, all that will be done. Um, So I'll just start by getting a little bit of what i do to to, to have an impregatory prayer of my own to customize one and i think pray, uh, christians can learn to do this um it's not something that's taught in the bible but if you 
if you read the Lord's Prayer, that's basically in a good guideline of any prayer, right? That's the way God told us how to pray. Yeah. So um, in there is an imprecatory statement, which is thy kingdom come. Okay, so if you think that just that statement alone, we know that for the, his kingdom to come, wickedness is going to have to be destroyed. Yes. So that's an imprecation right there. So um, yeah, to remove evil and, or to remove temptation. Yeah. To, well, for God's kingdom to be established, Satan's kingdom has to be destroyed. Destroyed, exactly. Yeah, so that's a part of it, right? Judgment has to occur for God's kingdom to enter into our kingdom here physically. Um, so knowing that we there's a, a give and take for all everything that happens in the world. Uh, when when the, the people gave Jesus wine and gall to drink, it was more, you know, to make fun of him, right? Because he was trying to speak and he said, I thirst and he couldn't say what he wanted. But they just were all telling him, prophesy now that you're on the cross and they were making fun of him, right? Well, if a sinner is going to do, that's like a sinner impractation, you know. But if you do that to Jesus, <laughs> we know the law of God says there will be a response of retribution for you. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Like, uh, you take your life into your own hands when you do that kind of stuff. If you're making fun of Jesus on the oh, cross, blaspheming God is yeah the worst of the worst. I mean, we if, know if there's, there's any worse sin than anything, it's definitely that. Yeah, we know there's an answer for that, right? So, um, and that God will implement that, and no man can do it really. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm gonna bring out. You know, we're quick while you're looking for that. You know, I got to say, well, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna I'm gonna push something in the chat right now. Okay. Um, well, Kitty too says, you know, um, if it's in your will, Father. You know, I'm I'm just summarizing here because I can't find the that. But yeah, if it's in your will, Father, please judge my enemies. And that's that's how I. Oh, and do, it is in His will. Yeah, that's when so I that's do these I'm saying, prayers like, because yeah, you're 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 you are 100 leaving it up to Him. It's not coming from you, like, dear God, please smite Adam Schiff. You know what I'm saying? It's a whole right. different thing when you're like, God, if it's in your will, please put judgment upon you know what i'm saying because like i said you were 100 putting into god's hands and it's not necessarily coming from a hateful heart on your end right and this is how we really need to uh come on now all right i'm going to drop one in that i wrote just to give you an idea of how you can customize your imprecatory prayer so that's isaiah 10 1 now if you look at isaiah 10 1 it's not going to read what i wrote exactly but i put some enemies of god in there i might not know their names but god knows their names um so if you don't know who the enemy is but you know there's an enemy then you can pray against that enemy and you you could just say hey god you know what enemy i'm talking about i'm talking about your enemy who's doing this horrible thing right and uh he knows you know we don't always know who it is and we don't always get it right either so luckily if we make a mistake, we can ask God for forgiveness and and we can, you know, try again, you know, and some of this I haven't gotten right. I got a I got a testimony about where I was. I was doing imprecatories probably more than you should. I don't think that's like the thing you should always do, you know, because if you follow the Lord's prayer, yeah, in in as to say thy will be done, thy kingdom come. And you're you're asking for the kingdom to come here. You're asking for God's will to be here. So um, in that respect, it, you have to got to 
you have to do it in God's will. You have to do it without a, a malicious intent. Yeah. Right. Steve says, you know, I repent every day and there's not a day that goes by that we (laughs) don't find some need in our life to repent. And that's one thing is, you know, because you hear me say, you know, it kind of doesn't really contradict, you know, because we, we want, look, judgment's not ours. Judgment belongs to the father. Father creates that judgment. So praying that things get fixed and that evil be removed from this world. But while I'm doing those prayers, because I do pray for that, like, dear Lord, please remove the evil from this earth. Do what you need, dear Lord. And if it's in your will, just wipe it out. I'm like, but Father, first I want to start off with a prayer for these enemies. Look, if they can be turned and their heart can be turned, then you know that. You, only God knows that the heart can be turned. You know, let's start there. But if it's, if it's you know, because I can't see. I can look at the people that I see in this world that, are, that I know are evil. And I always go the same names. Biden, Obama, Soros, you know, Klaus Schwab, um, Schiff, Pelosi. I always use the same names. You know, I look at them as a human and I'm like, there's no way these guys can end up being good. You know what I'm saying? Because all I see is the fruits that they bear, which is just pure evil. Um, But God knows the heart. God knows that there's that little tiny bit of their heart that, that can be not manipulated, but can be coerced. Um, given that understanding, that truth that allows them to become the good person, you know, so God also knows if they can't become that good person. So in that case, it's like, Father, you know, do do what you will. There you go. Yeah, to leave the vengeance to God is key, right? So imprecatory Psalms leave the vengeance to God almost, I mean, every time, actually. So you leave room for God's wrath. We don't implement that. We we stand back and let God punish kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. In some points, right? Because there's verses like uh, Leviticus, you shall not take vengeance nor bear any grudge against children of your people, but you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Mm-hmm. I am the Lord. That's Leviticus 19.18. And Deuteronomy 32.35, vengeance is mine and recompense. Their foot shall slip in due time. For the day of their calamity is at hand, and the things to to come hasten upon them. So God's law writ, writes their their demise already in. Uh, their foot shall slip in their due time. You know, it's guaranteed. You know that God will abolish evil and will punish. Right. Yes. So we we pray in that in that respect. God's already promised. Right. We're asking Him to fulfill His promise, and that's a biblical thing to do. And, uh, and that's a and that's Good thing to do actually one thing if you do so, if you have god in your heart you know that he will fulfill these promises you know so basically absolutely. at this point when you're praying for him to remove that evil to destroy what satan has brought here all you're doing is praying for something he's already promised right well not all you're and doing see, it, it sound we, like it's not a big deal but no, what you were doing i should say yeah now i have a hard time with the, what's going in israel i don't see one good side of that team or that battle i see two evils destroying each other so do i um so and that in some of the old testament they can you know a lot of prayers for victory in war but it's generally been noticed that in an imprecatory prayer every psalm of triumph involves a trauma a psalm of vengeance and vice versa right so tit for tat man so like it's uh for every uh triumph involves if if every triumph involves a psalm of vengeance, then every psalm of vengeance also includes a psalm of triumph. So, uh, yeah, God is going to be the venger. Like, he's the one that inevitably gets to do the vengeance, right? So, 
but uh part of this is spiritual battle right so if you're having a spiritual battle and uh you've already been promised that thy kingdom will come you can pray that god's kingdom will come um it's just an expansion of the lord's prayer and impregnation really it's, it's just it's uh it's taking it and expanding upon that one part right um it's hard to explain it i i, I got a book here that i want to read something out of and it's a uh, talks about the old testament imprecations and the new testament imprecations um so jesus sprint spoke a lot of imprecations right so like uh most of the harshest ones actually this would be a good time for you to read your verses um why don't you read that matthew 18 6 one all right so matthew to 18, kind of give you an idea yeah. is uh if anyone causes one of these little ones those who believe in me to stumble it would be better for them to have a large millstone hung around their neck and to be drowned in the depths of the sea. There you go. So, well, one of the prayers that my pastors uh, prays at church every Sunday is that tie millstones around the necks of the pedophiles and the trial traffickers and may they be dumped into the sea. And we pray for that. And that's an imprecatory prayer. Mm -hmm. That's those are enemies of God. We pray that God says He would, you know, there's a promise in the Bible right there for them. We pray that we'll be implemented. And if we have targets that we know of, you can put names on there. So just to give you an idea, I don't know if anybody's from California in here. I know there's a couple people, but some of my targets <laughs> that I put together were Scott Weiner, which is a senator from San Francisco, who's co-authored a bunch of uh tax on family bills. And then you got Wendy Carrillo, who's an assemblywoman, who's also co-authored some of these bills. Uh, Chris Ward, who's an assemblyman in California, and Lori D. Wilson, California assemblywoman. All these people, they're, they're co-authoring and supporting of bills. Uh, and the L.A. County Board of Supervisors are all, of, all down with these attacks on the family, like, you know, making it legal for people to leave you know cut children to leave the home change their name change their gender Oops. and uh basically your parents can't do nothing about it right so those guys are all enemies of god i, I got all kinds of imprecatories for them so um yeah get down and, and embolden yourself with with praying this way because i i don't say that it's something that we do all the time um yeah if yeah if you if every prayer that you pray is imprecatory prayer it's kind of negative um but at yeah, the same so, time you know i'm gonna read real quick you know you've got exodus 21 24 you've got um deuteronomy 19 21 um which say your eye shall not pity it shall be a life for a life eye for an eye tooth for a tooth hand for a hand foot for a foot but you come back into matthew it goes in the further but i say to you do not resist the one who is evil but if anyone slaps you on the right cheek turn him the other also and that's the thing as as humans um, you know, we shouldn't go gaining the eye for an eye thing. We shouldn't necessarily let it go. We should forgive them, but never forget because they're going to come back and take our other eye. Um, but yeah. praying these prayers is a whole lot better step than actually going out and removing the eye for the eye they took. You know what I'm saying? Because you're, you're putting it into God's hand. You're not doing it yourself. Um, you know, even with the whole, you know, the way that this is worded here, but if anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to him the other also so basically you know 
you're showing strength at that point. Your your faith in God by going, oh yeah, well here, hit this one too. You're not gonna, you know, you're not gonna change who I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stay where you are and what you believe in, what you know God's laws are. Stay with that, and and that's what you do. You base your your imprecations on that. You have to base them biblically. So that's why the Psalms are awesome to use. And not only the Psalms, I put out some other ones in the chat, like Malachi and other ones work really good too. So, but the Psalms are the ones that a lot of people really tend to go to because there's so many in a row. Um, you know, if you go through the Psalms, like uh, Psalm 69, read Psalm 69, is totally an imprecatory prayer, the whole thing. Yeah, much. we can um, put some of these up in our Kilted Christian as well. Um, I'll get a list of these and we'll put them up in there. Um, Maddie and heavy says, uh, our forgiving them will hurt them deeper than getting vengeance. And I agree with that. It's like when you get into an argument with someone, what's worse, the one that argues back or the one that just sits there, doesn't say anything, you right. know, that's right. the worst right there. And, and right. it's the well, same this... way with forgiving those that have come against us ourselves is that you're showing, look, I've got faith in God. You can put a knife in my heart if you want to, and it's not going to change the love that I have, and it's not going to change the faith that I have in our Heavenly Father. You know, and, and that's the thing. That's, you know, part of what faith is. And, and like I said, is God doesn't want us sitting on our hands. He doesn't, because look, we, we said this before, is that a man who watches evil and does nothing is no better than the man committing the evil themselves. We are required to step up and help those that can't help themselves. At the very least, pray that god stops this yeah and we are called to pray these to for god to stop it and i think we've gotten a lot of good examples from you know the psalmist how to do it mm -hmm. um so I, I you know i don't want people to get freaked out uh, when you talk imprecatory and then you start looking on wikipedia <laughs> you get the definition you're just going what christians cursing people it doesn't sound right you know like even c.s lewis you know, was saying the same thing, but, uh, I got another verse that I would like to, uh, read that kind of really puts it into, into, uh, am I coming through? Thank you. Yeah. Oh, I got, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, this is Ephesians 6, 18, uh, pray at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication to that end, keep alert and with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. And also for me, which is the writer of Ephesians, that utterances may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel. Yeah. So if we're praying in the spirit and we're praying according to God's will and we're in precatory praying imprecations against God's enemies, uh it, it's amazing that god does what do you ask him i mean well god answers prayer how about that i don't i don't know if god does what you ask him every time because sometimes we ask him stuff that he can't do because his will is going to be done his perfect will right but we leave it into that vengeance of is the lord you know kind of a sitting so you know, well, uh, it's also the way we're not basing it on the vindictiveness or, or, or national revenge or any of that stuff. God's going to be the vindicator and we're, we know it and we're claiming that and we're claiming it in certain specific situations. Yeah, maybe. It's, it's like yeah. this, you know, if, if you're, um, if, if you want love in your life and you pray to God, God, please bring love into my life. 
he'll bring that love into your life. But if you're like, hey, I want Angelina Jolie, God's not going to go, you know, voodooing somebody specific like that. Well, it's the same way when you pray um, for vengeance. It's like if you're mad at somebody, you're like, God, please fix this problem. Um, God's not going to fix that problem unless it's just. But if you're praying against somebody who's actually calming, you know, causing harm, creating chaos, tyranny, problems on other people, harming children, stuff like that, God knows. You know, so yeah. he won't answer a prayer just because you're mad at somebody, but he will certainly come through with the answer of the prayer if it's just. Yeah. And there's been a lot of people. There's a, actually some really good testimonies of imprecatory prayers doing their stuff. There was a guy that did imprecatory prayers online. And there is, you have to be careful with this because if you're doing this a lot online, you will piss somebody off. And this guy did. He pissed off the Clinton Foundation. <laughs> so he was praying in precatory against Clintons and uh, they came to his door, dude, and told him to stop. Wow. Yeah. No, you can't. Yeah. yeah Clinton they, administration came to his door and wow. told him that he must stop these prayers. So whatever they found, they got wind of him doing it. And he was nobody really known, well known or anything, but he got well known somehow because he was talking about yeah. the Clintons and he was in you know, in precation, like, you know, putting it, scripture out there online. And so they came to his door and they told him it'd be in your best interest to stop what you're doing with these prayers online against the Clintons. And it was it's like, these aren't threats. I'm literally praying to my father. Look, if, if anyone, mm -hmm. if you got a problem with yeah. anyone, you talk to the father because he's the one that's going to be answering these prayers. It's not me going to come that's out right. gunning. He's going to, he's going to so, throw a bolt of lightning down on you. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's spiritual warfare that you know, and uh, and we do we, with any prayer, right? We're supposed to just like I read in that in that verse. We're supposed to lead prayer with the Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. you know. And then there's a part of it, like I was saying, when you go to work, you put your boots on, and when you go to battle, you put your armor on. Mm -hmm. And it's the same when you're praying in precatory, you better put some battle on, and you better put the gear that that's necessary for that battle. Yeah, that's the thing is that you know. Don't go casting stones to glass houses. You know, you better have your life right first. You better be armored up and ready to go before you start throwing that stuff out because you can guarantee there will be retaliation. At the very least, the Clintons are going to send Secret Service to your door. At the very most, Satan's going to be sending some demons to your door. Um, nonetheless, it's like, yeah, you like you just said it perfectly. You better be armored up and, and prepared. Yeah, because uh, basically this is out of that book. There's not a square inch of ground on which Christ does not say it is mine. And there's another guy that adds not a square inch of ground belongs to Satan and not a square inch of ground will be at his will be his at the end of the war. Right. So. We're in it for the for the end, right? <laughs> the mm -hmm. big the big fight. He's Lord of all, you know, and he's Lord of history. He's Lord of all creation um so we're in the fight with him because we know how to win that's how you win is get on the winning team right i mean and there you go we know we're not going to be the ones that win but if we're with jesus we win yeah because he wins yeah and uh we got to use impregnations with humility and without hypocrisy we got to use it in the fear of god you know all that kind of stuff goes with any any prayer and uh, if there's horrible things, we should accompany it with genuine sorrow and weeping, just like Jesus did when he 
wept over cities and you know we wept over jerusalem and you know we should not wish harm upon people as inventions and get satisfaction from it when it happens to we should also have that see that same spirit that jesus did amen. when he wept over the city and i'm glad that you just said that because that's also very important is that that shows who your character is if you if god if you pray to god because you want justice and, and you want a pedophile to remove be removed and god makes that happen mm -hmm. um there's a difference and you be like thank lord I'm glad now that kid won't be harmed anymore or you getting all giddy and celebrating it. It shows who you really are. And the thing is, is we shouldn't even celebrate the loss of an enemy because it's still one of God's children that had to be removed from this earth. Um, but at the same time, we don't want what they're doing to continue. And I always go back to kids because to me, you know, um, crimes against children are, are the absolute abomination of the worst. And, it, and it, God feels the same way because he's literally go back to what I just read, Matthew um, eight or Matthew 18, six, if anyone causes one of these little ones who believe in me to stumble, it would be better for them to have a large millstone hung around their neck and to be drowned in the depths of the sea. God even addressed that in scripture. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. And scripture does command us to uh, rejoice over God's righteous judgments too, that vindicate his saints. So at the same time, we're supposed to celebrate when God's winning. Yeah, but, no, but celebrating yeah. God's win is different than celebrating the right. demise of another. Exactly. Exactly. Like that's what that's where that discernment is. Like people get it confused. Oh, I'm not wanting to curse people. I'm not wanting to celebrate over there. No, we're not. We're celebrating over the victory that God is powering over evil and that this it doesn't happen. You're not going to have evil removed without people that follow evil being removed. Sorry. Um, that's just a sad thing that we should weep over actually yeah um because it's a part of the god's vengeance that is inevitable and we should weep over the fact that we even had to pray about that to begin with you know what i'm saying that 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 exists right um i'm gonna read right. something real yeah. quick that suski brings up um she says a guy to work totally embarrassed me and put me into tears i never wished bad will toward him but eventually he got his karma that's the thing if you were a true christian if you were a believer in christ there's times you don't even have to pray for something. God's watching. God is watching. And he's like, how dare you harm one of my children? Because look, we're yeah. adults, but we're still God's children. Do you think God looks at me living or you any less than he looks at a child? We are his children. children. You know what I'm saying? Amen. So whether it's a, a two-year-old, a five-year-old, a 10-year-old, or a 50-year-old, you know, we, we are still the children of God. God watches over us. And like I said, he keeps an eye on these things. Mm -hmm. And um. Call it what you want to, karma, call it God's vengeance, God, you know, create, you know, removing a problem. God watches, and I've seen that in my life where I was like, you know what, I'm just going to let this go. I'm going to walk away. I'm going to clean my hands of this problem. Mm -hmm. But God's like, I'm not cleaning my hands of it. I'm going to teach them a lesson. And our our job as Christians is to pray that, that they, yeah, that they learned a lesson mm -hmm. through the consequence yes. that yes. God brought into their life so that they can see the light. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. That's thy kingdom yes. come. And it's a tough one sometimes. Oh, yeah, thy sure will be done is. in earth as it is in heaven. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. the kingdom cannot come without Satan's kingdom being destroyed. It's yeah. always good to walk and, away and let God have it, let God deal with yeah. it. So we've got yeah. um, about uh, 10 minutes left before we get into prayer. You want me to read the Luke that you that you um, had me bring up, and then you can follow. Oh, yeah. That's, 
That's awesome. That's Christ uh, speaking the imprecations. Yeah. All right, perfect. So I'll read this one right here, guys. This is Luke eleven forty two through 52. So woe to you Pharisees, because you give a tenth of your mint, um, rue and all of the kinds of um, garden herbs, but you neglect justice and the love of God. You should have practiced the latter without leaving the former undone. Um, woe to the Pharisees because you love the most important seats in the synagogues and respectful greetings in the marketplaces. Woe to you because you are like unmarked graves, which people walk over without even knowing. One of the experts in the law answered him, teacher, when you say these things, you insult us also. Jesus replied, you and you experts in the law, woe to you because you load people down with the burden that they can hardly carry and you yourselves will not lift one finger to help them. Woe to you because you build tombs for the prophets, and it was your ancestors who killed them. So you testify that you approve of what your ancestors did. They killed the prophets, and you build their tombs. Because of this, God in his wisdom said, I will send them prophets and apostles, some of whom will kill, or some of whom will kill and others they will persecute. Therefore, this generation will be held responsible for the blood of all the prophets that has um, been shed since the beginning of the world, from the blood of Abel to the blood of Zechariah, who was killed between the altar and the sanctuary. Yes, I tell you, this generation will be held responsible for it all. Woe to you experts in the law, because you have taken away the key to knowledge. You yourselves have not entered, and you have hindered those who are entering and were entering. There you go. Pretty powerful, man. Yeah. So there's woes when you, you know. There's a whole lot of woes there. Yeah. (laughs) But hey, as Christians, we're not important enough to have enemies, man. Our only enemies are enemies of God. We're our biggest enemy. Yeah. But I mean, the only enemies we are supposed to be coming against. Are the enemies of God. That's right. That's really, truly the only enemies we have. No, you're right. Anybody else is our neighbor. Yeah. You know what Amen. I mean? Anybody else should be treated with love and as our neighbor. And then enemies of God should be, we should claim to the victories that he says that are going to be for them. And, and uh, we pray for people to get saved and they, and they shouldn't be following along with that because there will be a woe for them if they do. See, exactly. And, like- and we're sad for those people, but we still celebrate that God's victory is going to be overcoming evil right i mean we still want evil to be destroyed yeah god is a jealous god but he's not a sensitive god you know like he's sensitive as in he's loving but he's not sensitive as he gets his feelings hurt real easy we as humans tend to be pretty sensitive in that aspect you know when Mm -hmm. someone says something bad about us they start talking about us or Mm -hmm. or spreading false truths or telling tales untrue we get sensitive and we're like man you know, we want to stop it. We want to do something. We want to yeah. speak up. We want to trash them and, and whatever. But see, what we deal with on this earth yes. is very mundane. It's very stupid. Mm-hmm. We we tend to get riled up about things that do not matter. No. You know, does it matter what someone thinks about me? No. no. Does it matter when someone talks bad about me? Absolutely not. No. What matters is a child being harmed by an adult, adult. when the kid doesn't know any better. What, what matters is is when children are being indoctrinated by people that are trying to convince them of an evil way rather than leading them to that right path. See, those are the things that That are worthy of getting upset Mm -hmm. about, but 
those are the things that God stands against. Those are the enemies of God. Mm-hmm. You know, our little, our little spats that we have down here on this earth. See, that's one thing that I love about guys. When guys were younger, I think everyone is every guy, and I'm not gonna speak for women because I'm not a woman, but when a guy has a problem when he was in school, what did we do? We had fisticuffs. We maybe went out <laughs> after school, everyone Absolutely. gathered, fight, 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 yeah. fight. No phones around <laughs> at that point. We we would duke yeah. it out. And guess what? The next day we were probably better friends than we were yeah. with our good friends already because we sorted out ourselves, we got over our problem, we moved on. And and that's the thing is that that's what we need to to learn is to be able to to sort out what matters, mm-hmm. to sort out what's worth getting mad about, you know, to sort out what's worth fighting or arguing about cuz most things that we fight and argue about are things that the devil put in our life to keep us fighting and arguing so that we're not focused on what we need to be focused on. Well, I think for us, uh, Mary said it best. If, but if you have, but if your actions cause another to stumble in their faith, it's serious. And no, I agree with that a hundred percent. That is so true. But then you're at that point, you're dealing with someone's salvation, which is another thing that God doesn't isn't cool with. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's not necessarily a, a quibble at that point. Mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. But I'm just saying, like, if someone's like, you know, oh. It says something stupid about me, you know, like, oh, he's not a very good person. Don't listen to him. You know, that's, yeah, you know, saying those are things we need to let go. Um, But like I said, if it's something that is causing a stumbling block, like Mary said, said, yes, because God specifically says that don't put Mm -hmm. a stumbling block in front of your brothers Mm -hmm. or your sisters. Yes. Yeah, that's right, man. Or your sisters, too. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Mm -hmm. And uh, we can easily be stumbling blocks for each other, too. So, I mean. Um, and we can pray against imprecatory against Christians and not know they're Christians. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is, luckily, there's you know there's re- there's forgiveness for, them. and God knows we don't always get it right. Um, like I said, I, I I do have a little testimony. I was praying imprecatory hard for about a week, and I was practicing it, you know, basically. And I got a little too imprecation, I guess, <laughs> and I got on the phone with PayPal. And I started praying imprecatory for that. Yeah, you company, must. Did you hear my customer service? Week. Yeah, totally. And I was totally that. in the wrong the whole time. I had just misread an email. I was blowing them up for nothing. Um, well, I, I don't like PayPal, but and I was telling them what they were, and I was biblically pulling out some scripture <laughs> what I thought was <laughs> fitting. But I did have to eat some crow after that. I can't remember the exact things I said, but I had to go back and repent and say, "Okay, God." I got out of line there. I, I got out of control. I, I let my anger get a hold of me, and I thought I had power in this prayer. I don't have any power in this prayer. The only power I got is that you gave me, and the only power that is there is from you. You know, and uh, it's not because I'm doing this that anything's going to happen to this company or this person that I'm talking to. <laughs> it's only because your perfect will and your kingdom come, kind of thing, that anything happens. So, yeah, it took me a little step back and get the discernment right get your motivation right and get the vindictiveness get the the i want to have you know my my vengeance out of it and get the love in it and and then it starts working better and uh that's why you pray for your enemies you know because there's no better way to learn love is pray for the enemy and uh sometimes you have to go imprecatory first before you can really pray for but but at the same time you know that's the thing is that you know you pray that prayer Mm -hmm. um god 
will refuse to answer it if you see something you don't. That's the beautiful thing is that, you know, we, we see what's in front of us. We sometimes see what we want to see. God sees reality. God sees truth. So, you know, like you just said, sometimes we pray these predatory prayers against Christians. We don't realize they're Christians, but generally Mm -hmm. if you're praying a prayer like that against a Christian, they're doing something bad. It's not like that guy didn't put a dollar into the, into the donation bin. You know what I'm saying? Like you're praying because they were doing something worthy, but God would be the one be like, yeah, but they, they got a chance to redeem themselves. They, they will repent. I know it's in there, you know, Mm -hmm. so And you'll be revealed that, I believe. I think if you you need to know that, that will be revealed to you. Um, That, hey, man, you were praying this against this dude. He's, yeah, he's, he's one of you. He's with you. He's in the same family, but, you know, you don't do that. But then that's a lesson that uh, God's given to you because someone said in here eating crow, you know, I ate a lot more crow back in the day. And I I, I was like, yeah, man, I'll greet crow again. (laughs) Um, The thing is, though, is that, you know, I've learned to slow down a little bit. Um, you know, before I get all hasty and, and like I said, is the first thing I'll do is I'll pray for my enemies. If it doesn't cease, you know, then you move on to the imprecatory prayers. Um, you know what I'm saying? Cause you got to move on. But to me, that's no different than what God said or what Jesus had said. Um, what Jesus said to, uh, Peter is that, you know, the man who lives by the sword will die by the mm-hmm. sword. He's not saying don't use it. He's saying, don't go to it first. You know, so I feel the right. same way with imprecatory prayer and praying for your enemies is that I'll start praying for my enemy and then I will move on to something deeper, but I will never start with God, please take this pedophile out. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you start gently, um, diplomatically. And then, you know, if it comes time to pull the sword, you pull the sword. In my opinion, just my opinion, you know, praying and precatory prayers is the equivalent of pulling the sword. Yeah. And if you keep, if you go back to the Lord's prayer, that's the best guideline. Because that is the model of a perfect prayer. When the disciples ask, how do we pray? That's what he told them. And he says, you know, you start our father. Okay, we're acknowledging Yahweh, right? We're saying, okay, who are we praying to? Our father who art in heaven. He's, we're acknowledging he's a spiritual being. He, he lives in heaven, right? He is in a kingdom above us, right? Our father in heaven, hallowed be the name. Holy, now you're saying... You're holy, right? Mm-hmm. You're acknowledging his presence, who he is, where he is, and how holy he is, and putting him way above. You're getting low, like you're saying, getting down low and putting him up high first, right? Before anything, that's established before he even says, thy kingdom come. Yes. So you say, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So your Abrahamic law, we pray that it will be implemented. We pray, pray that that your law will come to heaven, to earth, and we would actually implement it, right? Yes. For thine is the kingdom; it's yours. What you bring down here is yours, right? What what God when God brings kingdom into your life on an earthly realm, that's His. And anything that's like that one thing I said, there's nothing on the earth that isn't His. There's not one square mm-hmm. inch of this earth that isn't that Jesus says that's not. It's mine. Yes, it's all mine. So like. Bard says about his truck, man, or his Jeep. God's Jeep. You know, he loves God's Jeep. And I feel the same way about my truck, man. I'm like, yeah, thanks for letting me drive your truck, bro. I love my your truck, you know, and I love, that's awesome. And then if we keep that mindset, then our imprecatories will be right on the money. And uh, we'll be, sp- we'll be praying in spirit and in truth. Amen. And, uh, 
And we won't live on bread alone, but from every word that proceeded from the mouth of God. Amen. The, the true nourishment. Well, brother, yeah. we're out of time, man. That went by quick. Um, phenomenal yeah, conversation. Everyone in here, I don't know if you're watching chat. I got or not. all what I wanted to get out, though. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you're watching the chat or not, but um, everyone was really um into this topic. Um, you did a great cool. job, man. You you came with it. Awesome, man. It was awesome. a great, great conversation. Like I said, I look up and it's like, whoa, we're out of time. Um, that's awesome. I'm glad y'all enjoyed it. So yeah. we, I'm going to do a quick little prayer just for someone in particular. Um, do you want to do you want to do the prayer out when I finish that tonight? Or sure. okay. So let sure. me do this quick little prayer and then I'll, I will pass the pass the mic over to you. Okay. Right. Heavenly Father, um, thank you again for another day. I just want to pray one thing real quick and. That's, you know, A, that you answer all the prayers of people that are reaching out to you for all the hardships they're going through, whether it be illness, whether it be financial needs, just the stress of this world, dear Lord, please answer those prayers and and give that spiritual nourishment to the people that are looking for it. Heavenly Father, um, we have a friend in here, um, Love, who came in here yesterday and is going through some rough times and things get rougher as the holidays move on, especially when you feel alone. I just ask you, Lord, that you just answer all the prayers that she reaches out. Help her get closer to you every day. Realize that you have the back, have her back every single moment. And even during the trials and tribulations that we may be going through at this moment, they're just lessons that are going to make us stronger. But dear Lord, also remind love that we are here for 100% always. We are going to pray for her, get her through these holidays, be an ear if she needs to listen, a shoulder to cry on if she needs to cry on, dear Lord. But I just ask that you fill that heart with complete joy. Fill her with your love and let everything on this earth that we go through be very unimportant compared to what you bring to her. Dear Lord, we love you with all of our hearts, and I know you will answer this prayer, and I thank you. Just let her just be filled with the love that we bring to her ourselves, even right here in this chat. In Jesus Christ's name and our Heavenly Father's name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, Douglas, Amen. man. Lord, take it away, brother. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, for... Uh, Bless me with these men, uh, guilty Christian, Lord, Scott, and the Bars Nation people, uh, this whole community, Lord. We, uh, we're just, I'm just really excited that I found all y'all, um, and I thank Lord for this uh, group, Lord. That's what encouragement they have been, and thank you so much for letting me be a part of it. Uh, Lord, teach us how to boldly pray in your will and in your spirit, Lord, and help us to uh, use some of these prayers as good guidance and good food for maybe wanting to throw real stones and really do damage. And uh, we pray that you would uh, just keep us focused on your will, Lord, and what you would have us pray for. Uh, let us let your spirit guide our prayers, Lord. Let us enter into your spirit to the point where we are looking for you to tell us what to pray for, Lord. And if we speak to you continuously, Lord, I know that your spirit does this. So I pray that for each one of these people out here that are frustrated with the times and and what's the craziness and blindness of the world lord i pray that some of this imprec imprecation may be uh helpful for them lord but uh do all things we pray all things in discernment of your spirit and your truth lord uh to know your word is part of imprecatory praying lord so you we encourage the people that are interested to keep reading the psalms and knowing those the, the heart of david lord and the, the psalmist and most of those were written for the musician, Lord. So uh, musicians also, I believe, I believe this is a way that we could write songs. And uh, I pray for music to be full of imprecations too, Lord, that we should be uh, talking about how we are dis we're, we're incensed by the evil in the world. And we should be, as Christians, we should be disgusted with what we see in the world, Lord. 
may we do biblically and soundly with good spirit and love bring these things forth and to expose them in your light lord and so that they will be made brought to the light lord and be exposed lord we pray for the, the evils in this world to be shamed in front of public lord we pray for these things to happen um we pray for the things that are uncomfortable to pray about um that you would give us guidance on what your will is in those areas and for us to really truly see who your enemies are so that we know who our enemies are lord and uh give us clarity on all these things lord and uh just bring us boldness and thank you for the encouragement that i get through these these podcasts and these group uh this this chat this awesome family we have as a kilted clan lord we uh pray that you keep blessing them and the prayers that were sent out to the people in need we just reaffirm and we uh, agree with those prayers lord that you would be in those areas and that you would be healing those people and those situations in those relationships lord uh bless us and keep us in your will lord may we be uh strong in your spirit lord and uh and that will be powerful vessels as we storm the gates of hell in jesus name i pray amen 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 and beautiful and i thank you so much um great prayer wonderful conversation um this was amazing but we'll definitely be getting you back on at some point as well um you and i will be getting together soon and discussing your future plans that you have with podcasts and so forth as well and i'm excited about that um the, yep. the music in the garden exactly <laughs> that the family of podcasting is getting bigger and bigger every single day um you know it, it's just amazing because everyone's stepping out and doing what they need to because you know god wants he, he he needs us to do some things accept them into our heart repent you know what i'm saying um but mm -hmm. he also wants us to have hearts of gold and to spread that gospel nation nation and people are doing that people are stepping yeah. up out of their comfort zones and doing everything they can and it's great, you know, so what I consider one of the greatest weapons ever, which is the internet and, and social media is also something that God has given us an opportunity to utilize to spread his heavenly word. So it's awesome. Yeah. It's great to get to come together. You know, like I said, it's just a beautiful little church and, uh, and I'm, I'm grateful for your, your brotherhood for one thing. Um, and likewise, I'm, bro, and likewise. I'm grateful, you know, of all that you're doing here and, and just it's great to be together and we can watch each other's journey. You know what I'm saying? Cause we're all on the journey and if people are like, no, I'm at the end of my journey. I'm already where I need to be. Well, you're sinning because you're lying. We are all yes. on the journey. <laughs> we all have to repent. We all make mistakes. Um, otherwise we'd be Jesus. And guess what? We're not. Amen, man. Amen. I, I have not arrived. I have not figured it all out. I have not. I'm still learning all kinds of stuff. I feel like I'm just getting on the tip of the iceberg kind of thing you know we are and i've been a christian for quite a few years but i've also walked away from god a few years you know like mm -hmm. i've been walking with god and away from god and now i'm back with god and i still walk away from him yeah <laughs> you know yeah. and i still gotta go back and say dude i'm sorry god <laughs> i gotta i gotta pray in precautions against myself and say hey man put put what you promise into me yes. you know smack me around we are, we are, we are works in progress. And, and fortunately That's God true. realized that and sent his son down here so that we had a chance, but we got to work for it still got to work. For yeah. It. And thank God for that. Cause I would be lost without Jesus, man. Um, so I've got a, a Suski wants to know, um, does your church do live casts? 
My church does not do live cast, but they uh, it's called Visible Kingdom on YouTube, and they replay uh, sermons. Oh, just the sermon. Yeah, not the whole service, but just the, the message. Beautiful. And my pastor is awesome. He's always got a powerful message. Um, very good teacher. Awesome. And so I would encourage, and he's also Visible Kingdom. Hit my pastor's on Instagram too. He's awesome on Instagram. Visible Kingdom, I think, is what it's under in on Instagram too. Awesome. Yeah. So check out Pastor Aaron Hebbard. He's also the author of Ninety Five Theses for a New Reformation, which is an awesome book. It's just a little teeny book, but awesome. Wow, beautiful. Well, brother, in the spirit of uh, rebellion against the church of what's going on with the God church, knows. you know. Yeah, and reformation is needed. Now, reform for the sake of goodness, not just for the sake of reform, like what we see in the church happening now, you know, and no biblical reason. Uh, but if there's something not broken, don't fix it. But if something needs to be reformed, let's let's get the church reformed. Let's let's get back to where the church is, the pulpit's really doing its job. Oh, yeah. And uh, that's my pastor's message, man. That's what he tries to do. Beautiful. He's awesome. We got a lot I'm of work to, to do. We got a lot of work to do, man. But that's the oh thing, boy, yeah. We'll Our work is cut out for us. There, we'll for stay sure. in the line. But I want to thank you so much, man. Great conversation tonight. Everyone had a beautiful time. I did as well. Awesome I'll be show. getting with you this weekend as well to get onto the other things. And there's your your lovely lady. <laughs> Nobody can see you. This is a radio <laughs> show. She was like, I don't want to see. She's not. Yeah. She don't have her makeup on. Or whatever. Uh, she don't wear makeup. Hey, you're having to look at this for an hour and a half, man. And that's way lovelier than me. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> she's beautiful. Yeah. Well, anyways, well, thank you. You guys brother. are beautiful too, man. So I don't I don't mind looking at y'all. Y'all are right. great. We love you well, I love you. And um, Rhonda. And Rhonda. I'm living. Uh -huh. Thank you so much thank as normal. You. I appreciate it. Uh, another great show. Um, we'll be back tomorrow evening. It's Thursday. Yeah. Which means MS MSM Liars, Liars are gonna be joining us. He will also be with us on Friday for the QA giveaway. So I'm looking forward to that as well. Guys, brush up. Your cheat sheet starts in Genesis and ends in Revelation. <laughs> there you go. There, there are the answers. Uh, so get to reading. You got uh two days. Um yep. and we'll be back tomorrow without a doubt, unless we have a comment hit or Jesus decides to take <laughs> us home. And in that case, I don't think anybody would be looking forward to KC anyways. So but um, I love you all very, very much. I am so thankful for all that you do. You guys are a great family and coming together in prayer and just being able to have these conversations and all that you contribute to every single show. I'll say it again. This show is not about the people on the microphone. This show is just as much about the people right here in this chat. This is a collective thing. We are all learning together. We are all experiencing our journeys down that narrow path to our Heavenly Father together and encouraging one another along the way getting ready for the missions that God has us heading towards and the great battle between good and evil. Guys, I love you very, very much. We'll see you tomorrow in the evening for Kilted Christian episode 496 with MSM Liars on Thursday. In the meantime, I leave you with this. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light but so proudly we held at the twilight's last gleaming Whose broad stripes and bright stars Through the perilous fight O'er the ramparts we watched was so gallantly streaming 
Everyone have an absolutely beautiful rest of your evening. And remember this, as I say every night, we are so lucky because we know how this ends. God wins. So fear not, stress not, let go of the anxiety. We'll get through this just fine. Keep on praying, praying, praying. Hold that line, spread that gospel from nation to nation, and we will win this battle, no question. Guys, I love you all very, very much. I'll see you tomorrow evening for Kilted Christian, episode 496 with MSM Liars Thursday. In the meantime, have a beautiful rest of your evening. We love you with all of our hearts, and God bless.